It used to be that uh, they had classes in etiquette in schools, good manners. Uh, I think that's long gone, but I was in a Catholic school and, and the nuns, but all the staff, uh, schooled by the nuns, taught the kids to do things like this. When father comes in, stand and say, good morning, father, or good afternoon, father. And so they were like little robots, but when you walked in the room, they showed their manners. They all stood, good morning, father. And uh, that's how it was done. Um, good etiquette, good manners. It's the only reason I can think of it is that when you shake hands, you put out your right hand. Everybody puts out their right hand. So it would be bad etiquette to, to do the left hand. It's not wrong. It's not a sin. It's just not good etiquette. There's some reasons, that, like I know in Nigeria, but, but it's, even if you're left-handed, you, you shake with your right hand. So I want to say that a person who teaches etiquette and good manners would be bothered by all kinds of things. Uh, oh, you don't scratch your head that way in front of somebody. Uh, you don't get too close when you speak to them to their face. I mean, they, they, they would be offended by everything because they're so sensitive to etiquette. And that's personally how I see the prophets. I think the prophets were super sensitive to everything that they believed that God wanted from his people. And so did God actually get mad and say he was going to kill all of his people because they had done wrong and his wrath was blazing? Did God really say that? I don't think so. But I think the prophet is speaking out of his knowledge and his sensitivity and closeness to God that he echoes the call of God to us to be walking with God and listening to God in our hearts and so we see Jesus, I think, say the same thing when he goes through this big old speech about, I don't need human testimony. My testimony comes from the Father, and I'm here to do his works, not my works. And you don't listen. You didn't even listen to Moses, and you said he was so important, but you didn't listen to him. And we can see that because it reflects the first reading today. I hear in this the need for us to be in touch with God, for us to be inwardly connected with God. And when we are disconnected, when we're not saying like we've heard the phrase last week and earlier this week, I think, here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. If that's not our attitude, we're already out of step. If we're not saying, use me, Lord, however you want, we're already out of step because now we're doing what we think. And, and what we think and what God thinks is when we are most humanly and divinely one. When we look at the cross and we see what Jesus did, and then we say, aha, even loving your enemies, that's what it's about. It doesn't mean we can do it perfectly or do it all the time, but, but at least that we admit, we say, that's what you want, God. And why? Well, I'll just say it again. Look at Ukraine and Russia. That's what happens when enemies become huge enemies and we can't forgive and we won't forgive and God only knows what's going to happen in that region and God only knows if it's going to blow up and involve all of us in some horrific ways in the future. So we hear this scripture and, and, and I just, you know, I don't want to convince anybody. I say these things to connect with those who have the same problems that I have with it because a lot of times people don't get permission 
to, to think in a bigger way. So if you don't like what I say, toss it out. Throw it out. Okay, it's just Father Perry speaking. But I don't believe God gets blazingly, wrathfully mad at us. I just don't. He's got his love. I just don't think he punishes because we don't listen. We're stupid sometimes. But even stupid people don't have to be punished. They may need correction and may need help, but God, wrathful and angry and wants to kill everybody? Doesn't make sense to me, but I get it. The prophets were speaking in the most powerful way possible to call people back to goodness and truth and love. And really, isn't that what this Lent is all about? Putting away some of the ugliness in us, the stubbornness, the stiff-neckedness, the stuff where we just don't seem to listen or want to really be in touch with God. And we do it the best way possible. We do it the most dramatic way. We do it in the most profound way. We embrace the cross. So when we climax on Friday, Good Friday, and we celebrate the Passion the second time, because the first time we'll do it on Palm Sunday, and the second time, John's Gospel always will do the Passion. We soak ourselves, we immerse ourselves, we saturate ourselves with the power of the cross so that it will unwrench our disconnection from God and reconnect us and, and show us a truth so profound that if we embrace it, we become a different people.